Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering the Artful Dodger Season 1, Episode 7, Wet Lettuce. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher watching the Artful Dodger for the first time on Hulu. Been loving it up to this point, and I'm watching it with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Howdy, everyone. It's me, some character from a Charles Dickens novel. Shift your limbs, you moldy rogue. It's on. <laughs> that, even that, that means we're going to start now. So <laughs> we need to start by guessing each other's ratings. Ratings. I'm very confused about what to guess for you, Kurt. Why? I simply, I simply don't know. Uh, well, I mean... Monks was back and forth here. Uh, Monks was at the center of of this stuff. He wasn't a great, a main character, but he his storyline has come to a head here. We've seen the big heist that he and Fagan were planning. I think you loved that. I think that that was not your issue with the episode. My I, my worry is that I know that you have we we've kind of joked. That, oh, I bet that uh, Jack and Belle get hot and heavy, and then something happens, they get in a fight, and by the end, they make up again. So uh, we kind of joked about that for the last couple episodes, and boy, it happened. So I don't know that you loved that. In fact, I'm sure you did not love that. <laughs> um, so the question is, how much did that deter you? And I... I think it deterred you enough to say that you gave this a nine out of ten and not a ten out of ten. I think without the the will they won't they bit of it, you probably would have given this a ten out of ten. I think you were so giddy to see the wet lettuce that you couldn't <laughs> control your squealing. And then when when Jack and monks meet up again, and you're like, "Ooh!" You, you were just so excited every time Oliver said a word. You were it, it was a whimsical episode. Oh, <laughs> I brought, the, I brought back that word. I brought back that word, and you were you love whimsical. And, but no, 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 you love whimsical, Mister Sal. So you gave it a ten, and you were you, you've been loving the series. You love the um the story loop of Bell and uh, Jack into each other, fighting, breaking up, then coming back. Your uh, that's your bread and butter. You gave this thing a ten. Okay, I agree. I did give it a 10 i loved this episode <laughs> i was giddy with everything wet lettuce everything oliver uh i i really loved everything about this even the love story still loved it because there was reason there was good reason it wasn't just them being annoyed with each other or anything like that it was the mom came in and said stay away from my daughter or lose your career those are your choices and he made a choice he didn't love the choice and he changed his mind and we, i you know i love when people change their mind <laughs> but uh and and there's there was more weight to it this time because we find out why bell's been holding back a little bit too and why she is hesitant to go with him because she is dying she's very sad and emotional uh, fagin was hilarious the heist was cool. Oliver was a dream come true. I, I it's, Yeah, this is a 10 for me. I loved it. 
Okay, glad to see I got that right. And you got me right, but for the wrong reasons. I did really? give it a nine. I gave it a nine, but it's not because of the love story. I felt the same way as you did. I actually felt this was very justified. Okay. Them um, fighting. Because, you know, it all makes sense. It's not like they're, um, they're not fighting because it's kind of a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> they're fighting because her mom told Jack to end it with her. And, you know, you're what well, you said spot on, right? He... He went to do it, yeah. realized he really couldn't do that, and then makes amends at the end. So no, that is not the reason why I give it a nine, but rather it's to do with the fact that I don't really have any sort of relationship with Monks or Oliver Twist. As a matter of fact, oh, man. if it wasn't for you, I'd probably be a lot more annoyed by this episode in, in like some ways. <laughs> like In my head, I'd be like, all right, they've talked about Oliver Twist this entire season, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know who that guy is. I just know he's some guy that like double crossed Jack and then mm-hmm. I, whatever have you. I'm glad to be watching it with you because you've given me some background knowledge yeah. that, that has made it a lot easier for me to, to understand what's going on. Uh, well, that's so, basically, so, you know, that's why. So, in defense of what you're saying, I will say that. Like they really, because I don't remember much about monks from the book either. They really glazed over it. They were like, he tried to kill his brother. Okay, that's really yeah. all the casual viewer is ever going to know about monks. That yeah, Dodger yeah. hates this he's guy a- because he tried to kill Oliver, but then he's been criticizing Oliver the whole season. So why does that he hate this guy? Too. Yeah, that confused me too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. why? Why does he? Is it just because he thinks that's dishonorable to try to kill your half brother? Right. Right, it, and then Fagin defends Oliver, and you told me a little bit more about like the, but they didn't explain the kind of inner workings, I whatever. So that's, but I but to counter you, I I think there was a they did enough with Oliver throughout the season, to enough talking about him to make it reasonable the way that they they played. I him I I agree. They talked about him enough. It's just. It's just the characters, their feelings towards him mm-hmm. confuse me. I'm not I'm not at all annoyed that he shows up or anything. That is not uh-huh. at all like a, a gripe of mine. It's just the characters clearly have history with each other. And mm-hmm. to me, I feel like I'm not as well in the loop with their history. Obviously, I'm not. I haven't seen the previous work here. And that is totally like on me right like i should know the other content beforehand but since i haven't seen it and i'm watching it i can only rate with what i know okay you know i so that this so the only fault i could give the episode is not either not having a making me i'm trying i'm trying to to describe it it's like i'm seeing two characters that know each other yeah because they clearly do but I don't quite know their whole relationship together. It feels like there's a lot to unpack there. I don't get to know it. And we're kind of late in the season. And I don't... It just makes me feel uncomfortable watching it with that. I feel okay. like I've missed out. I feel like I don't know enough. So here's... I can sympathize with this. And let that's me tell you why. Okay. No, well, it's kind of it. So, so it let me tell you why, why, I, why I sympathize with this. So I just started... And I know I'm late to the game. But I just started with my with my kids and my wife... We just started watching Ahsoka, the Star Wars series. Okay, mm-hmm. I have not seen the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. I am watching this series and I am falling asleep because none of it means anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I know Ahsoka was in the Mandalorian. I know she was in. I think I think she was an episode of uh, 
Book of Boba Fett, maybe? Yeah, she was. I'm pretty sure she was. I don't remember. Any, anyway, she's in at least two of the other Star Wars series. So I know who she is from those series. And I know she was Anakin's Padawan. That, yeah, that, I, I did see a lot of Clone Wars when I was younger. Yeah. That's where I know so, so I'm watching this show and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to like feel something because these two characters are like, in contact with each other right now because mm-hmm. I, I don't know who these characters are <laughs> and I'm, i go on tv time and i rate it and i'm, I'm rating it like bored confused <laughs> so and i read the comments and everybody's like gushing about oh my god it's this character with this character my heart oh my god it's like i, I don't know i don't know any of it so i completely sympathize with why this episode frustrated you I don't even want to say frustrated me because I did like, I liked the episode as a whole. Like I, I, gave, I gave it a nine. I enjoyed it. I liked the heist. I thought the, mm-hmm. the love quarrel between the two is great. I think even mm-hmm. the fact Oliver Twist is now in the fold is really interesting. And now it looks like, mm-hmm. did he have a step up over them? Was it Games that did that? I don't know. It's still really funny. The episode, like the uh, heist for the, the uh, rubies, from the priest. Oh yeah, and yeah. whatever bells illness is or whatever's going on with her mm-hmm. potential death i all of it pretty good just the only knock i have which is enough for me to rank it down is the the history between the characters okay yeah no i i i can sympathize i hope that i can help you get you know, a little bit caught up to speed although i i don't really know much more about monks than i've already said and, and that's like minimal because uh, that's a book only character and I don't remember much about that character from the book. Uh, but I, I, I do know quite a bit about Oliver Twist himself. So I, I will say there's a bit of whimsicalness here. You can't deny that. Whimsy? Yeah. Even? Yeah. You can't deny that part of it. Or, or Because of Oliver Twist? Yeah, him showing up while they're also here. Or I, maybe whimsical is not the right word. I mean, it's very coincidental. There you go. Coincidental is a very good word. (laughs) It's very coincidental. And and maybe, I mean, do you believe in coincidence? I I, I do. Yeah, no. I I do. Or Oliver purposefully came here. Maybe he's on to Fagan. Maybe he's part of Fagan's master master plan. It could be. You never can tell. But anyway, I... I really loved the episode. I really, really loved it. I, I can I, see why. I, when I was watching this, I was like, I when Fagan sees Oliver Twist in the carriage, I assumed it was Oliver Twist just because mm-hmm. whatever. But I was, Mr. Sam must have loved seeing that. <laughs> I mean, I did not, I will admit, I did not put it together immediately when fanny started talking to bell about there's a guy from the bank of england coming no i did not i did not put it together there it was later uh i think when when fagan said there's a guy from the bank of england i was like wait a minute they both know about this guy that's gonna be oliver isn't it so anyway but i loved it let's talk about our favorite scene favorite scenes Kurt, I, I, I don't know how you want to cut this scene, but I believe your favorite scene is basically the last 15 minutes before uh, Jack goes to see Belle, because I, I would count that as its own scene. But like the heist 
once Fagan starts like giving the talking plan. about the plan yeah. and we see the plan being executed simultaneously. It does cut around like a time yeah. during that. Because I, I don't know how to cut that scene other than that. All right. Well, I, I, I was going to just guess the intercut part, but it does. Yeah, I'll guess the same thing for you then. Yeah, I, I mean, they do intercut through the whole thing, really. They do. I, until... you're, you're right. I, I kind of stopped it when we stopped seeing Fagan talking about the plan. But we uh, still see it talking about the plan, even up to, like, I, I was going to say when the explosion goes off, right? Um, because that seems like a, a, a point of separation in the scenes. But, like, Fagan's still talking about the plan when we see you're right, Dodger the pickpocketing. T- take the keys. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, so, I separated it there, but you're right. Yeah, he does keep me still. Yeah. So I, I think I'm inclined to call that whole thing just one scene but if you want to try to split it up we can no i I, I think you're right i think i'm I'm splitting hairs there like i think uh i think you call that all one scene okay good because i think that's your favorite scene and i think that's your favorite scene of course it is yeah i mean it's pretty cool (laughs) it's 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 a heist you see oliver talking that's also really cool oh my goodness yes and the heist is pretty cool like just the just the four like this is a pretty common uh Thing with someone talking about a heist and the well they're sure. talking about the heist they're doing the heist just still really cool to watch i mean it if is. you want to see cool scenes that me and mr sal put as our favorite scenes look at culprits it's going constantly. on simultaneously yeah i know we are always talking about how our favorite scenes are just cool but in fact it's it's we're right in the middle of that season right now yeah i think we're on we just dropped episode what five five you're good at this whole time travel part. I'll give you that. <laughs> I know, because we're recording this. We haven't even recorded episode five yet. <laughs> but in your world, folks, we already dropped episode five. Uh, that's optimistic, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I think maybe my favorite bit of this scene, of this whole thing, though, is when Oliver you know, sees Dodger... And he's and he's like, you know, it's been so long. I can't believe it's you. It tickled me with the goose feathers and all this other stuff. And uh, I think it's Gaines who asks, "How did the man of your station come to meet Mister Doctor Dawkins?" Uh, and Oliver, I mean, J- Jack is frozen. He is terrified of what Oliver's going to say right now because Oliver could completely blow the whistle on him, and he fully accept expects him to because Oliver's a wet lettuce, right? Mm-hmm the big galumpus <laughs> so but uh he doesn't he says this man when i at a, a time of great need took me in saved my very life i mean that's like uh, so I, I i don't know if i did a, a adequate job of explaining oliver's circumstances when he met dodger but he was sold by the work he was in a workhouse yes I that's where the part. Please, sir, may I have some more comes from? He asks for more in this episode, too. Did you notice that? Yeah. Does that mean he <laughs> so, has some more? Yeah. He says, may too. I please have some more? <laughs> yes. And the, yes, your third helping. So, um, so I actually really liked that, that he was like, you know, a foodie in this episode. <laughs> because when we first meet Oliver and Oliver Twist, he's like completely food deprived. He's, he's malnourished. Um, so uh, it, was, it was really cool seeing that juxtaposition here. Uh, in this episode, but uh, at any rate, he he is sold by the workhouse because he asked for more. That's no good. You don't do that. So they sell him. 
they sell him to uh, a funeral director. Uh, he kind of is basically unpaid labor for them. Uh, and he eventually, you know, gets, gets in trouble with them. He, he pisses off one of their kids and, and he has to run away and he's just on his own. And he hops on a cart for London and he's off to London and in London, he is homeless and he is destitute. He has nothing. He has no food. He has no money. He has no means. He has no uh, opportunities. He's got nothing. And he comes across Dodger and Dodger takes him in and takes him to Fagan. And so you can see where there would be a lot of gratitude, even if mixed in with trepidation about what they do. And now that he's, fully aware that what they do what they had been doing was was wrong he could still feel that gratitude because they did save his life so and so I, I love this just that line right there saved my very life it was you know gave me goosebumps i, lo- I love it that's a good word for him too maybe mom will uh change her tune on him oh oh yeah maybe yeah <laughs> it's, it's like an endorsement from this you know upper crusty guy <laughs> anyway uh bell has a, a like i don't i don't know what this is some kind of episode at the table but she won't let jack touch her so sneed takes over uh fagan had tim make these replica keys to swap when the toffs are all good and drunk the problem is nobody's drinking because the governor has the bout of the gout and of course, Gaines isn't going to drink, and Oliver, in a show of solidarity, will not drink either. So, whatever. Um, Flashbang uh, was is going to set off a twenty-five minute fire uh, fireworks uh, display at exactly ten o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. And Dodger thinks, "Wow, this might actually work." Sneed returns and says, "Bell uh, will be fine. It's just you know, lady problems." Whatever that means. <laughs> oh god <laughs> so oliver must speak a truth though he's been holding it and this terrifies jack as well because if, if he's if he's the type of man that jack thinks he is he can't hold on to this information he's gotta spill what how, what jack was doing when he met him but he doesn't he gets down on one knee and fanny accepts this proposal before he even asks but they're interrupted because flashbang with his sparklers accidentally sets off the fireworks nearly two hours early. While the the whole clan of Toffs thinks they're under attack, Fagin is pissed until he sees the soldiers have come from government house. And then he thinks Flashbang's a genius. Jack makes the switch on the governor with the key easy enough. Oliver's trickier though, because they taught Oliver all their tricks. So he has to get a little more creative with him. Good thing Oliver has a gravy on his shirt, though, because that, that gives Jack an in. Oh, Ollie, you've got gravy on your shirt. See, I, I, I got to say this, though. I feel like if they gave Oliver enough credit that they wouldn't be able to pickpocket him, that surely he'd be able to expect this, right? Uh, maybe, but... Were you willfully but, getting his attention and then wiping off his key for him? Well holding his key while he wipes off his shirt and then giving his key right back to him. Right. So, so Oliver yeah. is, is, it would be maybe expecting the, the stealing of the key, but not the replacement of the key. I think that's, that's, that's the key. So Oliver, ha, ha, was, ha, I see what you did there. That's the key. Oh, see me. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm yeah, so smart. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I effortlessly, effortlessly made that joke. One might see you were keyless. 
I, that's not like clue that. very well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I love this too. Oliver says that he's really proud of Jack, and he says this in private. He could have said this in front of everyone. I'm really proud of you. You forsook that, you've forsaken that life, and you're doing something that actually matters. And no matter you know what happened in the past, I regard you as a. I think of you as a brother. I mean, that's that's emotional stuff, and he saved it for privacy. So as not to out him, which I mean, Oliver's just a good guy. So I think I think what they weren't counting on, they were counting on his his moral compass to blow them in, but they weren't counting on his moral compass to, compass to not betray his friends and the, the people who saved his life. How sweet! That's pretty. Cool. Unless he set them up, maybe he did. I don't know. Anyway. Fagan and the crew arrive, and Gaines, who's left to take care of this whatever uh, uprising or French attack, Gaines realizes it's a ruse. There's nobody there. And back to Government House, he hustles. At Government House, though, the chest is full of sand. That's not the gold that we saw in there earlier. It's been switched out with a different chest. Or, or at least the gold is in something else fagan like roars this was guttural it was over a year in the making yeah but they don't have a choice they have to flee so that is our favorite scene fagan is captured oh you want to count that part too i guess i mean i know they cut away to the um bell's room show fagan's captured and then we go to bell's room but whatever yeah all right Fine. Kiff Hagen is caught up to by gains. And you know, we'll see what happens there. But but this is uh I, I mean it's it's a really cool scene. I love the intercutting between the the layout of the plan and the execution of the plan. I love Oliver's interactions with Jack. Uh it's it's just it's, it's, a, it's a great scene. But now oh, yeah, but it puts it all into question for me after the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh. The, who replaced the gold with the sand? Yeah. Uh, it's, was it Oliver? Question. Especially once it's Oliver good. learned they were here. Did he do that? I mean, I, I'm i more inclined to think that it was Gaines, but... No, just the... Well, I guess he could still fall for the ruse and then know to go check out gold and sand, but... Yeah, you're not wrong. I thought it was mm-hmm. Gaines at first, and I went, no, because he fell for the ruse, but I guess he could still... Think it's an attack, realize it's a ruse, then immediately right. go check on the, the chest he laid. Right. Remembering the last time he got robbed. I would I would love to say, and, and maybe it's maybe it is, because at one point Fagan says, Where's monks? So I I think there's a good oh. chance that the monks already has the gold, but I don't know how he got the gold. Him because these keys but these keys worked. Well him and gains. Well he might have just taken the chest. Oh, I see what you mean. Well maybe, well, maybe he had his own plan, and he uh, either somehow opened the chest, or he swapped it out with an identical chest. These are the same keys. Well, that would be interesting. It's, a, it's, it's impossible, though, Kurt, to find keys <laughs> for, for a lock. We'd have a picture, but no. <laughs> well, what you could do, actually, is you could make a, full, like, you could make a lock that will work yeah. for basically any key. That fits. Yeah. So it doesn't matter oh, what key you put in it. Oh, oh. You know what I mean? You I do know make, what you mean. Yeah, you just don't really have. It's not have really a, a lock. Yeah, it's not even really yeah. a lock. It just turns. Yep. You do oh that. man. Well, that's my theory. Then monks are. No, that's my theory. You can't take my theory. 
Well, my I had the monks theory okay. first. You, had the, you just explained I the how. It though. I'm like Edison and the light bulb, all right? You made the light bulb, but I innovated it, and everyone will remember my part in it. Hey, if you want to jump on my bandwagon and say that monks no, stole no, the gold, no. then feel free. I've innovated it, though, with a lock that he... that That's not really a lock. I think that's great. I think I think you're right. Okay, we so I, I came up with the what, and you came up with the how. I like that's that. fine. Yes, the, the delineation. See, hoping... this is the way it should be. The way it should always be. My what? Your how? <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Pedro. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's our favorite scene. But I bet, I bet, if we think really hard, we can find some characters in this episode that could have really used some magic might. I'm going to need some magic mind to think really hard about who could have used some magic mind, right? The answer is really the, the correct answer is everybody could could use some magic mind, but uh, but I, I have an idea of who I think in this episode could have used some magic mind. But let me tell you, folks, about magic mind first. Uh, it's a, a productivity shot. Uh, comes in a little bottle. I drink it right before I eat lunch, and it keeps me going through the afternoon. It is like. A nice, smooth focus and energy for me the rest of the afternoon. No jitters, no hyper, no crash, and no napping in the afternoon (laughs) because I just had this productivity shot that's got all this nice matcha tea and ashwagandha and lion's mane mushrooms and and nootropics and adaptogens that are helping me take whatever caffeine my body already had and process it better. So I... Uh, I love the stuff. I drink it before lunch, whenever I have it, which is you frequently, usually. So, so I think uh, I think you should check it out, Kurt. What's your experience been like with Magic Mind? I enjoy taking. So you take it in the afternoons. I take it in the mornings. I have a hard time getting up. I put it in my coffee because you can supplement it with your coffee. So I make a cup, pour it in, drink it. I actually like it because I usually drink my coffee black. So it, I I would say it tastes like fruit without the sugar. So I put it in there and then it adds a little bit of taste to my otherwise black coffee. I like it because if I don't have Magic Mind, I feel like my coffee, the, the coffee runs out by midday. Right. <laughs> I can feel a crash. But I just feel like it's a lot smoother for the whole day and I feel pretty good. And I'm having it before every workday as long as I still have the stuff. So, yeah, I definitely enjoy it. All right, good. I'm glad you enjoy it. I certainly enjoy it. And you know who I think in this episode could have enjoyed it? Mm, who? I'm going to tell you. I think it was again my guy Fagan. Oh, yeah, I I think Fagan <laughs> as well. But do you? Where do you okay. get, Do you have a specific scene you would? I do have a specific it? scene. Yeah, right. yeah. So I wonder if it's the same one. So I so at one point when Jack gets the invitation to dinner. Uh, Jack is like distraught. Oh my goodness! I, I, they're on to me. I can't go to this dinner. I can't believe this. Fagin says, "No, no, no! This is great. This is great. This is like when Julius Caesar got into his wooden horse and went into Troy." And he's got his metaphors wrong there, <laughs> or similes, I guess. Uh, he's got it wrong because Julius Caesar was not involved in the Trojan War. So. I didn't even think about that. You're right. That's like so, <laughs> so. I think I think Fagin. You know, he's fading. He, he it's late at night. He's he's tired. 
if he had a little more energy, a little more focus, he probably could have gotten that metaphor correct. You know, that, but, that's a good point. I <laughs> mine was kind of more twofold. One was seeing through the setup. It appears right. He's been mm-hmm. done in some way. Yeah. Or at least was beat to the punch once again. Yep. Does he know who did it? I don't know, but maybe he should have been more on the ball. Secondly, though, and this is more importantly, is when he's with Monks and he sees Oliver in the carriage and he thinks mm. Oliver didn't see him. Good one. Right? Should have been a bit more observant because clearly Oliver did notice him. Yeah, yeah we see exactly. The next scene with Oliver <laughs> going, oh, Fagan's here. <laughs> Amazing. Jack Dawkins is here too. I can't believe it. Well, I, Fagan, if you're listening, David Thulis, you might want to try out some Magic Mind because it could help you solve all these problems. And you can get a nice discount if you use our link and our code. The link is www.magicmind, all one word, magicmind.com slash uppercase K, uppercase N, uppercase S, and the number two and the number zero. So it's KNS20. And if you put in our code, at checkout, again, KNS20, all uppercase, capital K, capital N, capital S, number two, number zero, you can get another 20% off. If you order a subscription, you're looking at, and with our code, you're looking at 56% off the regular price. That's a great deal, a great way for you, Fagan, and you, listener, to try out some Magic Mind, which we highly recommend. We will have those uh, l- the link and the code in the show notes as well. So, right, Kurt, what do you think? I, I think you're a fool for not buying it at that great of a deal. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> Up to 56%. That's incredible. Good. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, I think you need to take some magic mind right now because I'm going to quiz you on who said what. Who said it? Ah, uh, yes. Who said Who said it? Kurt, I have what I think is one of my harder ones that I've ever given you in this in this list. Now, whenever I watch this series, I go, "This who said it's ridiculous watching this." They say the most like random stuff. <laughs> the pigeons are well aligned on Nelson's shoulder. <laughs> okay, this this one I do know. We just talked. No, about that's this not scene. that's not the oh, first. Oh darn it! <laughs> see, we see like that yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's because I said it in my Fagan impression. That's what I'm saying. If you didn't say it in your Fagan impression, I don't know if I would have gotten that. Okay. Well, uh, how about this one? You ready? I bet you're going to get this one. This one's pretty easy. <laughs> ready? Yeah. Yep. He spaked to me. What? He spaked to me. Spaked to me. I have no, I, I have no earthly idea. What if I followed up with another person saying, who spaked? Um, I, I honestly, no oh, idea, except for I was, like, I spaked. No, no, spaked to me. S-P-A-K-E-D, spaked. Oh, like, so like spoke, but wrong. He spaked, he spaked to me. Okay, well, now that you've told me that, and it's not spoke, is it, is it the priest to gains? Yes. All right, thank you. That's a very big that's a very big help. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realize he said spaked. He didn't say spoke. 
No, he spaked to me. Okay, well, that was a big help because I did not know what spaked meant, and I was. Well, I didn't. I didn't define it for you. I just told you how to spell it. You're right. Thank you. I'll take all the credit then. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for spelling. That was it. all you. It was all you. I appreciate it. Yes, he spaked to me. I was like a reverse spelling bee. It was. Like, <laughs> I'm sat there not understanding the word, and then <laughs> it was like a definition bee. Yeah, definition bee. <laughs> That's a good idea. Can you spell it for me, please? Ah, yes. uh, um, they tried saying spelling and messed it up. Or spoke, <laughs> sorry, spoke. Yes, he spaked to me. Speaking of God, God spakes to me. Gain says, "Who spaked?" God. So this is Fa Father Crookie. We learn his name, actually. And he's thrilled to share his vision with Captain Gaines, his vision of the blessed St. Coxix ascending into the heavens with her relic and her rubies. And he can't wait to tell Gaines, this holy man, about it. But um, he may be excited that God spaked to him, but Gaines is suspicious, especially when he hears about the rubies. And I love the way that Gaines plays this. He's looking up at the ceiling and he says, and the rubies. And he says, rubies? What rubies? <laughs> it's like, it's, his head pops down. Rubies? What rubies? So anyway, but yes, you got it right. Nice. Okay. Well, All right. So you're one for one. See, you can do this. Thank you. All right. You ready for quote number two? Mm-hmm. Oh, forgive me. My breath was momentarily held prisoner. Uh, <laughs> um, can you repeat that one more time? Sure. Oh, forgive me. My breath was momentarily held prisoner. Okay. Thank the way you read it was a big help, which I think you did on purpose. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. I believe that is Oliver Twist. Specifically to Fanny, when he first lays his eyes upon her. Oh, you're good, you. <laughs> you're good. Ah, thank yes, you. So you're gassing me up now. <laughs> I I, sure I, I'm, 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 you're going to get the last one, too. I'm becoming confident now. Good. I think My you're ego's get the last one. rushing now. I, I, I can't be stopped. <laughs> but sorry, what, what, what went on here? So Oliver arrives at Government House with crumbs on his jacket. Fanny seems to be not very impressed with him until... He loses his breath when he sees her. <laughs> Did you notice that? She's yeah. like, like kind of like a wince on her face. Like, who's this guy with the crumbs? You. And, uh, but then when, when he says he lost his breath, she, she's smitten. They hit it off quite well. And the government tells him about the dinner that they have planned. And Oliver, oh, and, and about the sod. Don't forget the sod. Oh, yes. He admires <laughs> the sod. He's just an admirer of the sod. Uh, but Oliver mentions Fagin by name, and Fanny tells him oh, all about Fagin and Jack. Yes, it helps out the doctor in town, Jack Dawkins. And when Oliver finds out that Jack Dawkins is here, too, he wants to invite Jack to dinner. All right. One more, Kurt. This should be easy. Yeah, pretty trivial. I don't know. But I don't know. It's only one word. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. Hurtful. <laughs> Do you need me to spell it for you? No. <laughs> oh, man. I have no idea. Well, I shouldn't say no idea. Hurtful? Hurtful, yeah. All right. Jack didn't say it. Not Belle. Not Fanny. Not Oliver. Is it the governor? Could be the governor. Not his wife. Could be Fagan. Uh... 
You know what? I'll say it's Fagin to Jack when Jack's refusing to be in on the plan. Um, refusing what? Like in the in the warehouse? Because Jack in in, also... in the in the room in the room where he okay the same scene. Actually, I don't now 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 I'm starting to blend scenes together in my head. I I think it's the same scene when uh, Jack finds all the stuff Fagin has stolen from the hospital. I see. Okay, it is Fagin to Jack, but it's not that scene. Is it the warehouse? Nope. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you were throwing me a bone at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 in it's in the hospital, like Maine, like in the ward. No. When Fagin returns to tell him that he saw Oliver. Now Jack wants out because it's, 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 Oliver knows everything about me. And <laughs> did he, did he recognize you? And Fagin says, oh, "I've aged quite a bit." <laughs> and and <laughs> Jack says, "You've looked the same since the day you were born, like a bad piece of taxidermy." He says, "Hurtful." <laughs> I need to start using this. When people criticize me, I'm just going to say "hurtful," <laughs> because guess what, Kurt? What? That's not the only time in this episode that that's said. There's another really? time. Is it also yes. by Fagin? It's also by Fagin. All right. What's the other occasion then? Do you want to take a guess? I'll no. give you half a point if you can get this one. I, I feel like I already get half a point. I already guessed Fagin. Yeah, all right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he says it to Darius in prison. When he shows up, Darius says, ah, for a knife or a gun. <laughs> Fagin says, hurtful. <laughs> I need to start incorporating this into my vernacular because it's really funny. I love it. Hurtful. <laughs> uh, th- this has been used earlier in the season as well. I, just, I can't remember the exact instances, but it, it has been used before. So, all right. So, th- the original scene that I was talking about uh, when um, Fagin tells Jack that Oliver's in town. No good. That's, uh, I'm having trouble finding the scene, actually. There's a lot of scenes in this episode. Yeah, there sure are. There sure are. But uh, anyway, so Fagin and Monks finalize their plans. Fagin sees, this is when he says, all of the pigeons are like resting nicely on Nelson's shoulder and all the pigeons just shat themselves after he sees passing Oliver Twist. So he frantically tells Dodger who's in town and uh, it's Oliver pissing Twist and Dodger is put right on edge. Their goose is cooked and he, Oliver, did look in Fagin's direction. They just hoped that he didn't recognize him. But it's also used in the jail cell where Fagin drops by the prison to offer Darius a dusting of hope. Darius is initially dismissive of Fagin, but a dusting of hope will change a man's mind when he's in prison being comforted by the the priest who is praying for a quick snap and a shudder. I, I thought that might be one of your quotes. <laughs> yeah. uh, seems like it'd be too easy, but anyway. All right, so hey, two and a half out of three. That's not bad, but Kurt, let's let's finish recapping this episode. Ah, yes, the ever-popular opening chase scene for this series. I believe that three or four of the seven episodes have opened with a chase scene. Did you did you see what Fagin grabbed though? He nicked an orange. Oh, 
Although uh, put it in his this, mouth or anything. This is this well, this is not the first time we've seen Fagan with an orange. He nicked an orange in episode one. He, uh Tim was using the claw, the 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 modif- like the mechanical hand that was trying to make a replacement for Jack's hand if he lost it, uh, to pick up oranges. And uh Fagan discovered in that same episode that oranges taste a lot better without the peel on them. So Fagan has been associated with or- oranges on at least three occasions in this season. I think we can yeah. probably make a prediction that Fagan is not going to survive the season. The, the thing is, though, this is a pretty well-known thing. So, like, now I, I always think, is this just... Misdirecting. Yeah, is, are they just misdirecting us? Mm-hmm. Debate. I don't know. Which, I don't, I don't think the, Fagan's going to die. They did do that in another series that we covered. They did. That we should um, say because that, we won't. That we won't. Other, but they did. Yeah. But it's not 118 episodes long. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, Touche. Fair. <laughs> but but it's yeah. I mean, in today's it's day possible. It's, you're right, For, folks. If you don't know what we're talking about, there is kind of a. a a history in film of citrus, specifically oranges, representing uh, being a portender of death. So famously in The Godfather, there's a character that has an orange in his mouth and he's kind of playing around with with his grandkids and with the orange slice in his mouth, he drops over dead of of a heart attack. And that, I, I don't know if that's the first instance of it, but certainly it's the first I remember. And it's been used many, many times in cinema through history since then to represent a portender of death. So I don't know. We'll see if it happens here. Fagan could be a goner. Anyway, uh, th- this cat and mouse game between Fagan and Dodger, I think is really cool because it's set to uh, an NXS song. I don't know if you, you recognize the song or not. No. Uh, so it's, it's violin music. So it sounds like it's of the time period. And it's just like score for the for the series, but it's in excess Devil Inside, uh, which is really cool. It's so cool. I love that they did this. But anyway, the song is kind. Of, it's it's uh, the lyrics are like Devil Inside, Devil Inside. Every single one of us, the Devil Inside. So uh, you got these two characters who are who clearly have this this at least criminal streak inside them. Uh, chasing each other so i thought it was really cool but jack wins or or maybe it just goes exactly how fagan planned when he opens up the door to the warehouse and jack is there wait what which, oh oh as in yeah jack's i thought you meant monk which well monk is no, also- so so fagan knocks on the door opens it up and there's jack uh-huh. now it, it looks like jack won the game of cat and mouse and Fagan says as much like, Oh, uh-huh. see uh, everything I taught you, all those drills, uh, yeah, it's, uh, all those exercises. But um, I, I'm assuming here that this was Fagan's plan all along. Yes. Cause monks is here ready. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's monks. They're in Darius's warehouse. Monks pops out to say hello. Jack hauls off on him and calls him a murderer who tried to kill his half brother. Fagan has a plan to make them all rich, but Jack is out says don't let me see him again or he's dead monks can't get the explosives that fagan needs for his plan because darius is in prison 
Oh, by the way, that whole little episode with Monks and Dodger went uh, didn't go as bad as Fagan thought it might. So they got that neither going them, for them. Yeah, neither of them died. So <laughs> that's right. That's Big right. Ups. Yep. In the prison cell, Father Crookie is no comfort at all to Darius. Uh, he's a little pray- bit of a comfort. Oh, then, you are, then it kind of goes back the other way. This this was almost one of the quotes I gave you. Darius saying, you are a great comfort to me. <laughs> <laughs> because he prays for a quick snap and a shudder. But your snap. neck is pretty thre- thick, though. Oh, I'm sorry. He says, you are an enormous comfort to me. Not great. Enormous is a funnier use of, of uh, that word there. Okay. Fagan would never bribe a judge, but he does wonder aloud to a judge if the judge knows anything about the value of precious rubies, because Darius needs a benefactor, which I don't know if this is intentional or not. I think it probably is. Uh, There's a, a, I mean, most of Great Expectations, another Charles Dickens novel, is about mysterious benefactors. Or uh, or a mysterious benefactor, I suppose. So, and the word benefactor is used a lot in that book. So, I'm guessing this was intentional. Here is another nod to another Dickens novel, just like they did nod to a Tale of Two Cities earlier in the season. Fanny is excited about a new man coming to town, the man she loves already, but she promises to keep Belle and Jack a secret. Sister's secret. <laughs> All right. We already talked about Fagan dropping by to see Darius. Bell asks Jack about his past congresses, which there were many. <laughs> I've just never heard it called as Congress. Oh, you've never heard that? I, no. I actually have heard that, but it's really funny how they use the term here. But they will not Congress unless they are married. He thinks that can't ever happen, but she thinks that he underestimates her family, especially her mother, his greatest supporter. They bring each other so much joy and dread. Belle tries to sell her mother on Jack and maybe even invite him to dinner, but her mother is skeptical. And the governor has been asked by Fanny to organize a dinner for the banker. And this is where I put it together. Oh, this is Oliver. Okay, got it. So I wrote it right here in my notes. And so that's where I made the connection. Anyway, Fagan, Apudi, and Red plan to procure the relic of St. Coxix. Red descends from the ceiling, takes the relic, and interrupts Father Crookie's Congress with Molly Crutchley. Apudi yells from the ceiling, look up for God's sake. And he watches the Father... Uh, What's his name? Father uh, Father Crookie. Father Crookie does look up and watches Red ascend with the relic, arms outstretched, very saint-like. So he shares the news with his friend Captain Gaines, and we move on to Fagan paying off the judge with precious rubies. Darius is released and very happy. But he does have a little bit of a Roddy problem. She's trying to put gla- broken glass in his drink. She's She hasn't gotten over quite being slashed in the throat by this guy. But the money that Darius pays her off uh, certainly helps. And he does apologize. Very sincere. Sorry for slashing your throat. <laughs> At least he said he was sorry. <laughs> That's right. He did say it. You know, whether or not he believes it, I don't know. Whether or not she accepts it, uh, too. That's a- exactly, exactly. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, what, what does he uh, 
what does Fagan say here? Uh, it says something about um, now we're all friends again. We've, we've all made up. Good, good, fine. We're all friends again. We've made up. So hopefully for Darius and Fagan, that doesn't come back to bite them. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of team Roddy here. Really? <laughs> <laughs> just, for, just for Darius, not for but Fagan. But he apologized. I know. That's a moral conflict, Kurt. I don't know. How apology fixes everything. I guess so. By, according to some. Into the throat. <laughs> according to some. And the money is anyway, just a bonus. That's right. That's right. So Captain Gaines asks Belle if she's sure that Red died. And Lady Jane, her mother, is right there when he says it. Belle holds strong, but she's been outed to her mother for her surgical work. So mom is off to pay a visit to Jack. She suspects him in his role. I'm sorry. She, she, Lady Jane, the mother, supports Jack in his role as a surgeon. But that is all. She will not entertain him as a suitor for her daughter. And if she finds out about this conversation, then he's out of a job. This, I don't really want to say this was in contention to be my favorite scene because mm-hmm. it's pretty clear cut for me. Yep. Scene, but had that scene not existed, this, this very well could have been my favorite scene. It was on your short list until the last 15 minutes yeah, or so. Yes, there. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's a very good way of putting it. Cool. Yes. All right. So Fagan tells Darius the plan. Step one, get him his creative explosive. Step two, get him a boat away from here in two weeks. Bell tries to assist with an appendectomy, but is unceremoniously dismissed by Jack in front of a lot of people. Outside, Belle confronts Jack, and he keeps up the act. He can't even look at her as he dumps her. As you notice, I mean, he mm-hmm. he wouldn't even make eye contact. Yes, yeah, this is a good love story thing. It is. Where, like, one person has to end their relationship, but, like, they can't explain why, but it's, like, a good reason why they can't explain it. Oh. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I really like it. Fagan pays off the judge. Darius is released. Oh, no, I already did that part. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, back home, Belle takes down all the portraits of men on the walls with an aim to burn them. But mom advises against that. You know, it's it's better that they stare at us than they talk to us. <laughs> Jack is in on Fagan's heist and out on this place. Fagan tells him the plan to lift the gold destined for coinage before it's shipped back to the Bank of London. He's been planning this for over a year and he he gives dodger a look like did you catch that last bit there dodge over a year think about it think about it and jack finally puts it together and figures out that they were not reunited by accident <laughs> but he does he does say you know why why would you do that well, you could have died on that ship over here and fagan acknowledges yeah i could have but he says my plan was always a big risk but it was to make the two of us rich, you and me. So do you believe Fagan? That, no, that no Doc- he says that, and I'm like, oh, he wants to get rich here. But the, the point is valid. Like, that was a dangerous trip for him to make, and he could have been put on the chain gang before Dodger ever even encountered him. Like, it was never guaranteed to work. Yeah, but just because it helped, like... He still can come from a selfish place. It's not like it, he did this to help out him and Dodger. He did it to help I, out himself. I don't know. I, I want to hold space in my heart <laughs> for my guy Fagan to have a heart 
and tr- be trying to make amends with Dodger. No. All right. All right. I just I I'm not saying that I believe that 100. percent I'm saying that I want it to be true. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I think there's a chance that it might be. All right. I that yeah I agree it could be true I don't think it is but yeah no it, okay could be. All right. Bell shows up at the hospital with a purpose, an all woman's ward replacing Jack's ward. He tries to tell her the truth, but she will not suffer him right now. Fagan and Monk see Oliver, so we can skip ahead there. We, Oliver arrives at Government House, we can skip ahead there. Fagan and Jack plan to proceed cautiously and stay out of Oliver's sights. We see the gold in a chest that requires two keys. Oliver has one, and he gives the other one to the governor. Gaines and his soldiers are everywhere, though. And that's when Jack gets the invite. Fagan makes his inappropriate Trojan horse comment. Not inappropriate, but inaccurate Trojan horse comment. Julius Caesar Caesar and his big wooden horse, the Gates of Troy. I didn't even notice that. (laughs) And then we get our favorite scene, which is the heist that goes wrong. And finally, Jack professes his love for Belle. Belle professes her love for him, but they can't run away together because Belle is dying. Very emotional gut punch right there at the end. So, well, so how do you think? I mean, it's the season finale next episode. It is. It may be the series finale. We we don't know, but I think this was intended to be a miniseries with. The possibility of a season two uh so i mean i'm sure that they're, they're going to do what i always prefer that a series does if it doesn't know it's getting a second season which is make an ending that ends the story that you're telling but leaves the door open just a bit for a possibility of season two mm-hmm. i agree bodies tried to do it i don't think they succeeded in that <laughs> Believe it or not, I think a murder at the end of the world succeeded in that a little bit better. Ah, uh, yeah, I yeah, I guess I agree with that. But the best so, examples of close out your story, you're say but, but leave a little bit open just in case you get another season. Any season of the leftovers, other than season three, where they knew they were ending, and Mrs. Davis, those are the best examples. Mrs. Davis had a really good ending as well. I agree. Yeah, uh, that does both. Uh, you know what? Honestly, Dexter New Blood, also good. Yeah, I totally agree. All the, well, yeah, we won't get into it, but I, I think they um left something there. Totally agree. I love our coverage of that finale, by the way, folks. If you if you watch that show, oh, yeah. listen to our finale coverage. Yeah, yeah. You know, I forgot all about that. Yeah, watch, watch <laughs> that series. Yeah, especially if you saw the original Dexter. Yeah, it, I I think it's a great series. I and we had a really interesting discussion about that finale i think mm-hmm. oh definitely all right well kurt unlike flashbang our timing is pretty good and i think our timing is perfect right now for checking the time because it is tv time ain't no time like a tv time Kurt, I think that the people gave this a five. What do you think? I concur. Oh my goodness, eighty-nine percent. That is a big one. That is actually pretty. Oh. That's I a big one. Of, is there a lot of Charles Dickens fans? 
Oliver Twist. I, look, I think I think if you're watching this, you've at least got a passing interest in in the Oliver Twist story. <laughs> so yeah, I I think that seeing Oliver is a, a great thrill to people. Oliver, however, is not a votable character. I so I think that people stuck with Jack. I think they said Jack was their favorite. Oh, not stuck with it because I think they said Bell was their favorite last episode. Well, I can't remember they that did. far back. They did. They eighty percent of the people said Bell was their favorite in the, in episode six. So, but I think they say Jack here. Okay. Mm, I think they say Jack. You say Fagan. And I think you say Jack. By the way, you got me correct. Uh, I went with Jack as well. What? But Fagan's in the episode. I know he is, but I've already deviated from that. I voted for Bell once. Uh, I know. I voted for Jack before. I know. I'll, ch- I'll change it. I'll change it. I'll change it. You're right, Fagan. Right, you. you did not have to apply much pressure for to get me there. No. In fact, <laughs> but, I gave no reason other than, come on. Yeah, uh, that's a very compelling argument, Kurt. You know how that <laughs> impacts me. Anyway, but we were right about the people. 84% of the people said Jack. Um, uh, what was second place? Bell? Or? Bell, 16%. All right. Wow. So that's that's 100. So, <laughs> so did you say Jack? Yeah, yeah, I did say Jack. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. I think it would be ridiculous to pick anyone else. It, it would be. Irrational even. But loyal. You have to respect that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's a preemptive in memoriam vote. So do you think Fagan's going to die next episode? I'm going to say yes. I think Fagan dies next episode. You think no? No, I, they, they they can't kill off Fagan. I'm sure they can. I feel like they can't kill off any of these iconic characters. They can kill off Bell. I don't think they will. I think Bell survives. I think they could kill off Bell if anyone. I don't think they will kill off Bell either. I will say this. If they plan on making a season two, they ought not kill off any of these three. I agree. So Jack, Bell, and Fagan should survive if they're going to uh if they're gonna do a season two. I I think I, monks swapped chest on them. I do too. Actually I take that back. You said that, but I yes, think I uh he did you had it. the how. Yes. I very I, similar I the how. Very similar to a murder at the end of the world. In what way? Oh, I said the what, and you said the how. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. No, well, I got the who though as well. No, I got the who else. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. 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 Anyway, if you want, if, if you want to see some excellent prediction game, check out a birthday <laughs> of the world. We. Uh, I'll tell you what. We were spot on in that. They, <laughs> we were... they, they they dropped a clue. We picked it right on up. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've spoiled that series for you, nah, it's probably it. probably okay. <laughs> not not our favorite series that we covered, but you know, you might like it. If you already watched it, by all means listen to our coverage and you'll probably sympathize with us if you thought we were a little uh less than overwhelmed, a little underwhelmed by the by the series. Anyway, all right, Kurt, we've got one episode of the Artful Dodger left. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad about this. I've so enjoyed covering this series. I don't want it to end. I already know that I want season two, having not even seen the finale of season one. Listen, listen, we've been on this boat before. I know. We've we've been on both sides of the ship. Great finales, bad Mm -hmm. finales. Mm -hmm. Where will this be? 
nervous. It's always, it's always hard. It's always hard to end a series or a season. But. It is. Well, especially a season if you don't know you're doing mm-hmm. a second season. Yeah. Now, IMDb does have the dash after 2023 for this for this series. So I, I'm I'm a little optimistic that there not, might be more. It's not confirmed there is no season two then i suppose i think it's billed as a limited series but that imdb dash has it's thrown me off they also say circle in a circle for the one culprit episode which is not even the title of that episode exactly so how reliable is imdb it's a good point it's a good point i don't know who watches the the watchmen check out our coverage on watchmen (laughs) yes and read the who, graphic novel. Who I am, D's the bees. <laughs> that, that didn't really. Yeah, that make much sense. <laughs> you, know, you know what else has kind of random zany jokes? Centaur World. Oh, that's true. <laughs> check check out our coverage does. on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what I was thinking about today too. I just really love that series, and I, I really can't wait until season two drops. Shrinking. I, I really, I really love that, that fun series. series. It's good. It's good in a lot of ways. Great comedy. Yeah. Great emotionally. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So lots of other stuff in our back catalog for you to check out. Two folks we won't list it all right now, but go back and take a look. There's good stuff there. Lots of stuff there. And uh, while you're while you're in there, check it out our catalog. Just just click on that five star uh, rating and review. We'd love for that. Or tapping. Or, or tapping. Tap yeah. It. Just. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, click. Yeah, click. Click it if you're on a computer. Tap it if you're on a or phone. Or both. Go on both. Why not? Leave two different take, great take your, reviews. Uh, take your loved one's phone or your friend's phones. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It for them. Yeah, and and while you're doing that, you can subscribe, follow, share, do all that. So you can share specific episodes of the podcast. Very easy. You can share it on on X. You can share it on Facebook. I'm on Reddit. So I'm, I'm posting these on Reddit. So if you if you found this on Reddit, you can message me there and, and we can chat about the Artful Dodger. Although we don't have a whole lot of coverage left. So, so get in there quick. Anyway. Yeah, by the time you're seeing this, we will have already finished it. <laughs> exactly you're, right. You're too late. You're too late. Yes, that's, that's I mean, true. still reply. But. That's, that's true. Or you can email us. Showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Great idea, Kurt. You, 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 Although... You. Not likely for this series at this point. Oh, yeah. So. You can't really email. I mean, if, if you have an opinion you want us to hear out. We can have, we can have we'll, back we'll, and forth. But. Yeah, we'll email you back. Mm-hmm. But it won't it won't be covered on the podcast because I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, folks. But we've already finished recording our coverage of this whole series by the time you're listening to this. Uh, I hope that didn't pull the curtain back too much. Anyway, Kurt. I think I'm done talking about this series. I'm looking forward to the finale, Untapped Potential. Did I say series? I meant this episode. Yeah, you don't uh, want to manifest that. Yeah, no. Uh, but we're looking forward to for the finale, Untapped Potential, another reference to episode one. So we'll see how that goes. As far as this podcast, that didn't go as bad as I thought it might. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.